At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. October 21st, Mars. Oh. Oh, you forgot? <laughs> I did not forget, but... October 21st, 2023 marks our five-year wedding anniversary. We have already been together for 10 years, but five years um, officially married on the 21st. I don't know when you guys will either be hearing or seeing this. Um, We're doing (laughs) our best to get as much content in before we have a baby. (laughs) Right. So been a doozy. Oh, my gosh. Um, But... In the in the spirit of anniversary celebration, mm-hmm. um, I guess we kind of wanted to talk about the things that we've learned as we hit. This is like, uh, I guess, like one of the first milestone um, wedding anniversaries that are hit within. Obviously, I think the first one, but like five is like that next milestone anniversary. And it's like crazy to think about the fact that we've been married for five years. I know. I haven't like sat back and thought like, dang, it's been five years. It's been ten for one, but it's been That's five married. Yeah, no, five married is wild. And um, I guess we we made we made it. You know, first five. I mean, first five. I had it more to go because we are going to live for a long time. Yes. Um, but this episode we're going to talk about you know some of the things that we've learned as we've gone through. Uh, these five years, um, some things that (sighs) (laughs) marriage isn't easy. No, Um, it surely isn't. Marriage isn't hard. I think it's one of the, I mean, it's not, not hard. Um, it's not easy, but I think it's one of the most rewarding hearts that I've experienced, Mm -hmm. um, growing with the person and, and really developing your person as you're with the person, I had put up a post the other day that was like, you know, I'm growing a whole person. <laughs> I am raising a whole person. I am growing into a whole person mm-hmm. and then growing with a whole other person who's growing into a whole person. It's just <laughs> like when you put all those things together and you go from like year one of being married, you don't have no kids. You know, we were starting a business really still at that period of time. And like to look at now five years in having so much experiences <laughs> like that, that we have so much experience, but we have had so many experiences yeah. in that time that I'm kind of excited to hear our thoughts around <laughs> our fifth year. Married. Well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on everybody with your host, Malcolm and Brittany Garrison. And you're listening to let's talk about it. Let's Talk About It is a space where we unpack life's transitions and their effects on millennials. As entrepreneurs and millennial parents, we've navigated a lot of life transitions. And we're here to share those experiences with you while challenging perspectives and engaging in open dialogue. Y'all ready? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. All right. Um, what would be you Because we brought this, this um, topic together. So what kind of... Sparked your interest into talking about this. I 
mean, just what I said, like, like, what would you, I think now, because we have a lot of friends that are getting married. Um, I just went to my college roommate's wedding. Um, we went to in August and it's like, wow. Like, it's like, we're also considered like the veterans in the game or like, you know, when mm-hmm. my friends come to me about relationship advice or marriage advice or pre-marriage advice. And I'm like, yo, why are you coming? And it feels like, like, why are you coming to me? But it's like, well, technically you've been married the longest. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't think we have that many. We might have like one friend in our age group or like that was in our wedding type group. Right. Um, that's been married longer than that. Like a longer than that. And it's like maybe a year or two. Um, and so it's like, what would you tell your younger self prior to getting married? Or what have we learned through five years? Um, we both, our parents have been married for 30 plus years for both of us. And so when you're looking at that, it's like, dang, I am on my way to longevity, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and so it's going to just kind of evaluate. I don't want to use the word evaluating, but it's just kind of like uh, reminiscing, yeah, reflecting, um, and then obviously being able to, you know, think of the things that we can grow on. Um, what do we hope for in the new next five years, you know, mm-hmm. because in five <clears throat> years we're talking about a decade married. Yeah. That's a whole nother ball game. Like, it's like marriages. I did some research and I looked at like, what is the statistics around mar- being married for five years? And it literally said, and it was a kind of older statistic, but mm-hmm. It still said that twenty percent of marriages hit year five. Twenty percent. Twenty percent. So we top twenty. He's <laughs> so competitive. Twenty no. percent of marriages, <laughs> um, you know, hit five years, and so I I don't take it for granted that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, it hasn't been easy, but I like I said, I think it's important to kind of have those reflective reflective moments when you are one of your friends' go to person for. Uh, which you are too, as a man, like yeah, you and your guys, y'all talk all the time in regards to, um, you know, marriage stuff. I mean, at least that's what your version of what you told me <laughs> <laughs> when he doesn't say anything. Yeah, it's just guy stuff. Yeah, man stuff. But it's like from a marital <laughs> perspective now, because it's not just, you know, it's different when they're single versus the ones that are married. Yeah, you know what I mean? Sure. Um, because, you know, I just think, yeah, you get my point. That's why I wanted I to it. talk about it. I get, no, I get it. I get it. What interested are you or was it of interest to you to even have a reflective conversation around it when I brought it to the table? Um, I didn't. When you brought it to the table, it kind of made me think like, OK, it's been five years. I didn't know the significance of five years. Now that you put that that stat out there, um, it is pretty significant. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, most people don't make it to five years. And it's crazy to even think that that most marriages don't make it um, past five years, which is which is really, really wild. But. I think um, a lot of that has to do with our resiliency and our um, continuous um, ability to grow mm-hmm. and wantingness to grow. Right. I think a lot of that has to do with it. And then we, we also friends, you know what I'm saying? Like That's true. I, y'all be seeing those reels where like they be like uh, my wife when she leaves the house and like the man is so excited to just do nothing and then she calls from the car to yes. talk the whole way there. that is literally us <laughs> because what else I'm gonna do <laughs> that is literally that's fact I missed you I walked all the way to the garage and left the house right and it, it'd be something quick I don't even know but that's literally us mm-hmm. so I think I think a lot of it has to do with that um, also maturity you know what I'm saying? I think a lot of people do get um, married 
prematurely. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of things that um, they have to do growing wise. And then if they don't notice that they have to do some of this growing within the marriage, that's when the things kind of dissipate. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah. We've grown <clears throat> I think that's the astonishing part about it is like thinking of who we were five years ago. Five years, I just turned 31. You're about to turn 31. Ooh, that's crazy. Don't put that one on your first anniversary of your 30th birthday. That's crazy. Anyway. Um, but when we got married, we were like, you were 25, you know, I was 20, yeah. 26. And like, it's like just looking at that, like, bro, time has flown by. That men's episode we did in the first season, some, some, um, some girl told us. That like you know y'all are are an anomaly. Mm-hmm. Like the things y'all are saying, uh, although they're true, like y'all are an anomaly as men being married and got married at such a young age. And I I hadn't even thought about that. Like I didn't seem like I, I didn't think I was that young. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I I didn't think I was that young. I thought you know we were. <laughs> Oh, at the right age, you know what I'm saying? I mean, but, but you got to think about it. We've been together for five, six years at that point. So it's kind of like, yeah. what else am I going to do with this girl? Well, I I marry you for that reason, no, but no. I see what you mean. Yeah. yeah, I'm saying. So it's like it doesn't feel like I'm an older individual yeah. just because I got married at 20, you know, 25 and 26. It's like my parents got married at 24 and 25. You know what I mean? Like, so to me, that was regular age just because that's what I knew. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I pl- thought I'd be married by 24, too. <laughs> that's funny. That didn't work out in my favor. But that was okay. I don't think I was ready for that at that point. I don't. Do you feel like you were ready to be married? Uh, I would say yes and no. Yes and no. I think, I think mentally, I was ready to take on the challenge of marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as being a whole person, individual, I don't think no. I wasn't ready. Uh, as far as that, because you are so young, you you haven't grown into, you know, another version of you mm-hmm. in a sense that that you could introduce yourself into a marriage as, but. That's also what what marriage is for is to is to grow together. You know what I'm saying. So, as far as mentally, like yes, I was ready to take on that. Um, I would say, have I did I hit every marker I wanted to hit before mm-hmm. I got married? No, absolutely not. But you were definitely an anomaly in that point for sure. You know, what I'm the saying? men that say I must have all my all my ducks in a row before I say before I propose. Right. So you know things like that, but I don't regret it. I hope not. <laughs> Obviously. No, I'm saying like, but you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised how many, how many people may feel that way. No, I I can imagine. You know what I mean. I think sometimes what you expected to be or who you expected a person to be can change over time because people do, and marriage brings out a mirror of who you are as a person. And I think sometimes we look at marriage around who that other person is versus who I am. And so I'm not only dealing with a second personality, I'm also dealing with who I am as a person and all the issues that I also have as myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Of like, like we talked, I feel like we talked about this before, but I think one of our biggest things at the beginning was tone, you know, mm-hmm. and you <laughs> talking about how sharp the, my tone was in talking to you. And, you oh, know, get to, there. We can get there. All right. Here you go. I already brought it up. I just, I'm trying to figure out why you're bringing it up as well. I just wanted to stir the pot. You see? So he's also a pot stirrer. So as (laughs) you stir the pot, you can't be mad if you get a tone from the pot. But anyway, you know, one of the first things being that, and it's like having to not only 
be mindful of the thing because I want to be considerate of my partner, but also now having to identify why is my tone so loud? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like why does it get so nasty? Like I had a, I had about five blowups today and you know, I feel like thank God for grace at this post third trimester, any day now pregnancy I feel like I am extending a lot of grace, but I do not be meaning to be sounding how I be sounding. He's like, why are you so angry about me being in the shower? <laughs> like, I'm not angry about you being in the Yo. shower. I'm angry about the fact that the door was closed and my hands are full. None of this that you actually know because you're also in the shower. You know, it's just, you know, but charge it to my pregnancy, not my heart. Yeah. But having to do your own personal reflection on why is that my tone or why? Is this getting to me? Why am I responding this way so that I can make the adjustments, not for you, for myself, you know, because mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that other people haven't felt that way. It just means you were the one that was just said it. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I think that's what makes marriage difficult is because you have to also answer to who you are, make adjustments or choose to make adjustments because you don't have to. Right. You know, now you have to choose what I'm going to do, what I'm not going to do, what I'm going to tolerate, what I'm not going to tolerate. How do we combine these lives, these personalities and all the stuff like that? And I think sometimes we can focus more on the other person and all their flaws, Mm -hmm. not realizing that they're really just bringing out more within us. Is this for me? It was. Oh, yeah. I feel that. Why why did you pause so hard? Why did you pause so hard? No, because I was like, was this for me? I couldn't remember. As you interrupt me in the middle of it, what am I supposed to say? What am I supposed no, I to do? I mean, before we got married, we got into premarital counseling. Mm-hmm. But do you think that's like an important thing to do? Because when we did it, we 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 were gung ho. Like we wasn't getting married without premarital counseling. Mm-hmm. Like that was a must for us. And I think it should be a must for anybody that's in a relationship. Do you feel like that's a church thing, though? Like, I don't... No, I didn't see it. Did I just... Oh. When I say, like, a church thing, like, for me, premarital counseling was really considered because my parents are premarital counselors. So to me, it's, it's always been a part of my life. Like, I've seen them in their sessions i've seen them do classes and all that kind of stuff like that i've seen them do eight week boot camps retreats all that stuff like that so for me it was second nature and i'm saying do you think it's a church thing based off of how you grow up like you know if you're not in the in the church i'm curious to know if that's something that's promoted to you either from your parents or from your friends or it's not like that's something that's that's talked about often Mm -hmm. um or it's not like it's something that's like promoted on social media. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, I'm like, would I have known about it if I wasn't exposed to it in that capacity? Yeah. I didn't think of it at church, as church at, at all. Mm-hmm. I, um, I, I wanted therapy for myself. <laughs> still do. And still do. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I wanted therapy and I saw it as therapy mm-hmm. and a chance to, you know, get some understanding mm-hmm. before, especially before we take, you know, such a, a huge leap in our, in our relationship. But, uh, I, I definitely just always saw it as like an opportunity to kind of like 
put things out there on the table and, and, and talk about what's really, really real about marriage. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people don't prepare themselves. I don't think it's just about, I don't think premarital counseling is only about marriage. I think premarital mm -hmm. counseling, at least the course that we took and shout out to Simbis. If you shameless plug, I'm definitely about to email them before I drop this episode, but shameless plug. If okay. you are <laughs> looking for a, a course to do, um, the one that we did, the one that my parents also utilized is a course uh, called Saving Your Marriage Before It Starts. Mm -hmm. um, the acronym for it is SIMBIS, S-Y-M-B-I-S, uh, right? Mm -hmm. And they have a whole website and you can type in your location and you can find premarital counselors that, bro, premarital counselors that are in your area. And then, you know, what we did is we did like a, a Zoom, I mean, a FaceTime with them to see if they were a right fit for us before we actually committed to being um, with them mm -hmm. and going through this course with them. And what they do is each party takes a quiz. Um, it's a lot of sections. It talks about finances, um, family, like your family that you grew up in, um, expectations, sex, um, a whole bunch of others. We should do an episode just off of that. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. That would be a good episode. You need to write that down. Um, but basically it goes through all this stuff and it you have to answer your questions honestly. Um, hopefully you're not answering them based off of what the other person, you want the other person to know. Yeah. yeah um, like, and yeah. then, so they answer, you answer, and then y'all come together and the um, the course, I mean, the whoever your counselors are, it's like you go step by step. Your whole premarital counseling is literally going day by day and step by step through this whole report mm -hmm. of how you guys match up and not necessarily in compatibility, but understanding who he is, who she is mm -hmm. understanding who you both are and being able to discuss those things. And so when you were saying like, um, it, it brings out things on the table that you probably would have never talked about. Yeah, I really do. It does. And so you said, do I think it's, it should be a must? Yeah, I do. I I I I really think it's something that people should really be mindful of doing mm -hmm. prior to getting married because mm -hmm. like I said there's just some things that we still are very surface about no matter how long you've been with somebody you know what I mean um and ha sometimes we just don't know what conversations need to be had exactly. or how to bring up said things in our childhood from a trauma standpoint or anything yeah, um, right. you know, and I think those are the settings where you at least can start those conversations. They're not always pretty. We didn't always have, we went a long time. Yeah, we did. Now it, it brings up so many different topics that could lead into a fight. You know what I'm saying? Like they could lead it. They, they could can. lead you somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's healthy conversation. You know what I'm saying? Especially when it got to uh finances and 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 um. Uh, what else? Uh, sex, everything up, like literally. Yeah, I know sex was definitely the worst one of them all. Oh my god! Pretty <laughs> sure we were on the sex one for multiple sessions. Sure was, sure was. That's crazy. <laughs> no, I just, I just, I just think it's um, it's necessary for for somebody's survival in marriage because you don't know how to communicate. Um, thank, thankfully, this podcast out here like us and like you know so many others that allow you to start having gateway conversations yeah. you know what i'm saying but back then there was none no that's fact and there was no there's no way to to have that um that open dialogue you know about something that may be bothering you or something that you may be experiencing that the other person may not be experiencing and they don't even know how to deal with with what you experience 
but I think it's because it's hard to like, I think that was one of our first big lessons on communication, which obviously is really, really huge in marriage in general. I think that was one of our first big lessons on communications because we had to talk about what was on the paper, what was in the report. You can't hide from what they can see. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so I'm looking at your side, I'm looking at my side, and I'm seeing how we both responded to something. And it's like, you're having to have to discuss this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think when you're not in those per, those situations, or those, it doesn't come up, like you said, like conversations, we had to address these things. Yeah. And they weren't always easy things. There were things that you had to tell me and things that I had to tell you that were very difficult for us to both say to each other. And I think it made it easier in marriage where it's like, this is a difficult conversation, but I've already done difficult before. Mm-hmm. I've done difficult before I married you. And yeah. so it's not that hard. It may be uncomfortable, but it's not hard for me to say what, what the hard things are because of that. And that's why I think I love the title so much of saving your marriage before it starts, because it really did. No, that's, that's real. That's it helped real. us be way better communicators. Yeah, I agree. Well, I mean, as far as like, expectations before we started i don't know like i'm trying to think like did i have any expectations before getting married i wonder because i feel like all men's expectations is to finally have sex every night see here's the thing we was already living together this is true so that wake-up call was already there (laughs) you know (laughs) i'm so sorry for your loss oh it, that wake-up call was already there you know what i'm saying so that that wasn't even an expectation i i think I think if there is any, they're, they're presumptive and probably coming from an immature place. You know what I'm saying? Like yes. sex would have been like an immature thing because you're not going to do it every night. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what 20 year old would, would think that, but obviously they would probably be thinking that. You get some stretches in there. Yeah, you, you, you get some stretches. <laughs> but listen, bro, like that ain't going to happen. You know what I'm saying? But, I just feel like that's what women think men think what, about when it comes to I'm curious to know what, what what are women's expectations sometimes when it comes to marriage. Like, I don't feel like you know what's like maybe funny. not just personally, but what do you think in I general? know. Um no, now that I think about it, I feel the same way. Like I don't know if I had any expectations. I just I think and it was probably because we lived together. So it's kinda like it's just legal now. I ain't, I ain't sending no more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that was the best. <laughs> I don't have to feel convicted. But here's by the this. thing. Like, we have friends. Like, people think, like, because you live together and, and then now get married that it's just life goes on as the same. No, it's not the same. And that's not the case. Like, they say, like, nothing's going to change. There's no difference. Oh, yes, there is. What changed? Storms come. You know what I'm saying? As soon as you get married, storms you know what I'm saying? No, <laughs> like like that's what, like there's an attack and immediately almost sometimes that, that is a fact and, and that's that's what i mean by like you haven't gone through anything so you think like okay you haven't gone through anything that you can't leave that you can't leave so they think like okay everything's going to be the same exact way as it was like no but you could leave then Fact. you can't leave now no that's true there's there's a whole thing that goes on you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying like there's vows involved and if anything people don't really kind of understand the understand vows the vows until you gotta go through something until you gotta understand the vows yeah no, that's still, true still you, until you go through the vows you don't understand the vows but i feel like for us because of the way our marriage started and i think our focus was never on marriage like I, I think our folks didn't become on marriage till we were two years married. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah, and I, I agree. um, 
I it, that has that has been a blessing, and it also has had its difficulties as well. But I think from that perspective of thinking like there was no way we could ever focus on marriage, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. to be able to even have an expectation because our expectation was let's go out and get some money, yeah. you know, let's get let's get this bag and. It was beneficial to our marriage from the foundation that we were building. Mm-hmm. But I think from the foundation that we were able to not build, um, the foundation that we missed on emotional connections and mental connections and growing, I don't feel like that. Like the storms really, as long as you had money, like I feel like for us it was like as long as we're making money, we get more money, we're growing our finances, mm-hmm. nothing can stop anything until we realized that we were kind of drifting apart and not knowing each other anymore Mm -hmm. because we were putting business and money ahead of everything that was the top priority in our relationship it started becoming like business partners instead of and roommates and roommates and 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 that is something that can really really happen and and i can see why some some marriages a lot of marriages that obviously don't make it to five years because Mm -hmm. you get into this uh routine of monotony and well i would say that like that expectation i didn't i didn't think marriage was such was such routine like things could be such a routine in life and quickly and and it can happen very very quickly but when you think about it it's like you're going you're living your life you're going through day to day and we talk about every day at this point you know what i'm saying like not every day i see you on the weekend or i see you two or three times a week because we dating and stuff like that like no, you're 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 seeing somebody's life unfold up in front, you know, up front. So you can see that that things become a routine very early, and sometimes it can it can take you into a rabbit hole. You know what I'm saying? Of like, what are we doing? And some people drift apart. Some people come closer together, um, but some people do drift apart and they and they um, start doing other thing I, I don't know what it is i feel like just... that's why COVID was so difficult for people though okay yeah because you gotta think if i only if we both work nine to fives right we obviously didn't have a conventional situation but no, we did deal right. with this when i was at i was at home at the beginning of our marriage and you were at work every day mm-hmm. and when that transition happened and you were home every day it was almost like um, yeah, I don't know if this is go. what I thought this was going to be. I thought this was going to be fun. And right. We were going to be doing stuff all the time and having outings and well, this was going to be great. <laughs> this is not what I thought it was going to be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think, but I think by the time COVID comes, like for us, this was regular life, mm-hmm. you know? So for some people, it's like, if you go to work eight hours and you at, let's say 10 hours with a commute and I go to work 10 hours with a commute. And then we come home at a specific time or you go to the gym and then by the time you come home, dinner's done. And we just have these three to four hours before we decide to go to sleep, maybe two to three hours before mm, we decide to, to go to sleep. To connect and whatever. To yeah. connect, you know, and then you have like Some a, people don't a don't longer even connect, you know what I'm saying? Right. And then you have like your longer stint over the weekend. Then it's like, all right, cool. I can, you don't feel like you're in such a mundane routine. Yeah. And when you are together from wake up to go to bed, it's like, yeah. my God, I'm tired of you, but you, I'm not tired miss, of you. You want to miss them, but And that's don't. probably why I call you by the time I get in the car, because I'm like, all right, I've been, you've been gone for five minutes. <laughs> that's exactly what I needed. Thank no, you. No that's, exa- no, that's real. That's real. I think, I, yeah, you're right. They get to those last two or three hours, and it's like, okay, we either going to connect or, some, or we, we drift apart. And that's what 
that's what can happen. Obviously, by the numbers, most people drift apart. Yeah, no, it makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Which is um because it's work, and that's what I think. If, if you're asking like from an expectation standpoint, what I didn't expect, what I didn't expect was the amount of work that goes into like both two things into marriage into parenthood mm-hmm. because i don't think that's our parents don't prepare us for that i think we're prepared to get into relationships we're prepared they're they're telling us and let me they're telling us it's like these are the suggestions these are the things that you should do but there's no preparation to what that looks like right you know what i'm saying like oh you need to learn how to for women cook clean and take care of a house and all that stuff like that because that's what you're going to do when you get married and that's like the basis Mm. it's like bro there's so much more to marriage than me cooking and cleaning and being able to build a house and have kids and (laughs) like parenthood like you nobody's talking about from a parental standpoint at least my my parents and your parents like my parents are marriage counselors so this don't even make sense (laughs) but I'm like no there was no preparation in my life for what kids do to your marriage Mm, there was no preparation in my life for what marriage does to your relationship you know what I'm saying because at the beginning we're just having a great time but marriage is actual work marriage is not just this fun thing that you're doing and to get out of sin if you're a believer Mm -hmm. this is like something that I'm actually working at day in and day out to be a better person to be um, a wholer person I'm growing into a new person I'm growing into a new person and dealing with somebody else's personality who's going and growing into a new person you know what like I feel like society and this is just a lesson I learned, you know, over our last five years, or really ten, um, society will have us believing that our partner is supposed to make us happy, mm-hmm. and you know, just through our through our time together in marriage, I learned that like your spouse is not supposed to make you happy; only you can make you happy, right? Because it's like I think about any, any guy trying to make a woman happy, bro. I'm telling you now, it's not possible. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, you're going to always be evolving. Yeah. So you kind of got to be happy within yourself and who you are and who you're becoming. And sometimes we put that on our spouse, mm-hmm. which is unfair to do because they they don't have that capacity. I can't be everything for you. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I can't be your, your, your friend, your best friend here, your, your girlfriend. I can't do all the things. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And sometimes we put that on our partner as an expectation before marriage. And then when we when we don't see that, we, when we feel like you're not making me happy, like now it, there's an issue, there's strife in the, in the relationship and, and that's not the case. I just feel like to me, <laughs> I feel like podcasting has changed me, right? Mm-hmm. Where I tell my oh, friends wait. and my husband all the, all the time, like your follow-up question to a thing has to be superior, right? Crying. No, but you got to understand. Cause if I would have heard you say like, Oh, like not you, but it, like if let's say in this instance you were telling me mm-hmm. you're not making me happy. Yeah. My response is what does happiness look like for you versus somebody else's response being what you said was like, it's not my job to make you happy. And like, although that is the truth, mm-hmm. I would want to know what does happiness look like for you? Right. Because now we can have a conversation around how happiness can be curated by yourself and not through me i cannot make you happy i can only aid in the happiness that you receive because i love me and i love you i can give you love but Mm -hmm. i can't give you happiness Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and it's like but there's one for women i feel like we don't want to hear you say i can't make you happy yeah 
but I feel like a better com- a better question is like, yo, what does happiness look like for you? What are you looking for? Yeah. Because that, I think marriage is a mirror. That's what I was told. Marriage is a mirror. It helps you reflect on yourself. And the only person that can help you reflect the most is the person that sees you in every state of being. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You are your most vulnerable, open, authentic version of you, hopefully. Right. <laughs> when hopefully. you are with your spouse, that is the only person that has seen you on every level if mm-hmm. you think back to kindergarten if, and somebody who's in school and it's like where were you in your chart oh i had a red day i had a yellow day i had an orange day i had a green day i had a blue day whatever and it's like you're the your spouse is the only person that sees all of those versions of you days, and yeah. loves all those versions of you so when i you're the only person that can really help me reflect on what i'm actually looking for and i think in our five years i will say that's something that you do very very well is help me reflect on what it is that I'm really looking for through what it is that I'm saying Hmm. of like, all right, I'm not happy right now. And you're, I'm not happy with, and you're like happy with what, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like what aspect of life are you not happy with? Is it me? No, no, no. We're fine. Okay. Well, great. Right. What are you not happy with? And then uh, for me over the course of like year five coming up on year five, so going through year four, how does this work? We've been married for five years. This is like our fifth year being married. Mm-hmm. Okay. So going through year four, my lack of happiness had everything to do with career shift and identity. Mm. Right. And um, having my identity being balled up within that career and you helping me pinpoint that this is what you're looking at. Your actual issue and what your fulfillment is, is based off of one detangling, detangling and detaching from your identity from your career, mm-hmm. becoming a person as a person and then doing something as a career. This person does this career, but you are not that career. Right. right? Um, which was one thing. And then the other aspect of that was now helping me realize what it is that you want to do what do you want to give the world how do you want to do this and in having those follow-up questions or somebody that's willing to explore with you yeah now helps you see through the mirror you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and so that's what i would say like year this past year or being married for five years like i don't feel like we were mature enough to do that at the beginning because our focus was never on us as people yeah it was just on building a foundation financially and i think that's one of the areas that i'm grateful for in the growth standpoint that we're now able to have more conversations that allow us both to be people mm-hmm. and grow and develop into more better people because we're going to continue to be different people. Everything is changing and evolving at all times. So you think you'd have had different expectations if you had got married like at 30? Oh, for sure. <laughs> I feel like at 30, I've lived a whole life. Yeah. Not a whole life, but you just, you just experienced something completely different. For sure. I think no, by the time yeah. I, by the time I turned 30, If I had to, if I lived my actual life that I lived (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then married you at 30, I would have had different expectations just because of where I was in life. I think that is one of the benefits of getting married so young is that there is a level of naivety that you can kind of bypass just because you're still growing into yourself. Right. And so y'all get to grow together. And sometimes I think. Still wet behind the ears, what they say. Yeah, it's like, (laughs) but it's like sometimes I feel like we come into marriage thinking that we should already have it all together but also yeah. the point is to grow with a person you know what yeah. i mean yeah i can see that did anything surprise you surprise me about marriage yeah or being married to me lord say no i'm being married to you no yikes i was surprised 
I don't know. I don't know about surprise. I, I think. I think you um. You do grow, in the sense of. Giving each other grace and seeing each other's, um, you know, we we've gone through depression. You know, individually, you know, what I'm saying we we've, we've seen that on each other. That's something that we didn't experience when we were dating. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or like, know of if we were experiencing or or knew or knew of because we wasn't there all the time. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? To to experience that. So that that is surprising in itself because you don't know like one person can can be experiencing a season and the other person might not be experiencing that season. Mm-hmm. So how how do you how do you give that person grace or how do you be there and support that person through their time? Right. Um, which is surprising for anybody in that sense because a lot of people don't know how to deal with that um do you think well i know we've we've gone through a lot of this but what do you think some of the financial lessons we've had (laughs) listen to malcolm what (laughs) that'd be my financial lesson (laughs) i'm crying why is that um i will say because my strength in finances is making money Mm-hmm. Um, a secondary strength in finances is saving money. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm the type of saver that wants to save, but also spend. Okay. So I have to have something I'm saving for, for me to believe in saving, if that makes sense. Um, and what that means is like, if there's something I know that I want or like, you know, I'm driven by things, I'm driven by goals. I'm a very goal oriented person. You know that about me. Mm-hmm. And so because of this, it's like every time I've saved uh, money prior to you. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Um, it was based on, well, let me not say prior to you, like outside of you, um, because I've done some of this while dating you, but um, most of it was based off of a goal. Like when I would go to work for the summer, my goal for saving was one, I got to pay tuition and mm-hmm. two, I need to have money when I go to school. So I need to have money to last me a whole semester. Um, when I got out of college, it was like, I want to move to Atlanta. I'm not going to move to Atlanta with no money. I'm not going with a dollar in a dream. I need to go and right. save this amount of money because so it's always been attached to doing something. Yeah. And even if it wasn't to spend the money for that thing, it was to make sure it was had so that that thing could be done. I got you. So in being with you, um, a lot changed. You know what I mean? Because I had to adapt to another person's financial um, acumen mm-hmm. or comfortability. Um, but, and sometimes I saw it as you being a pain in my ass. I saw you <laughs> as being a hater. Uh, for all the wonderful, great things that I desire in my life. But I think the older you get is ma- maturity. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, the older the older I get, I, I look at longevity as well. Like I look at foundation. I look at, you know, what are the things that, especially now that we have kids, like it's not just all about what I can do in the moment. Mm-hmm. It's um, It's not all about what you have in the moment, what you can do in the moment. It's also about what this moment means for the future, even if that's from a cutback standpoint. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't a cutback person. I'm like, look, we got it. It's all good. 
mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I will definitely say financially, it's, you know, God gives you the right person for a reason. And I think sometimes when we have, when we differ financially, it's easy to put something off on the other person. I will say one thing I'm grateful for is how our money always, our money situation always ended up where one of us was making more money than the other. <laughs> Why is that? Because I feel like it made us, it made our money just one from the get go. I was going to say that. I was going to mention that because people do like get into marriage and it's like, your money, money, my money. Yeah. Your money, my money. And right there and there, strife. Because immediate I mean, issues. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm like, not going to lie. Like, after we were building our business mm-hmm. and, you know, we had finally got to our first six figure income mm-hmm. and you left your job. It literally felt like you were losing your money, though. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Rex, I mean, yo, I sometimes I used to get paid for church from church. And like, I'm like, why are you spent? Why is my money missing from this right. work that I have done? <laughs> this is recently. y'all. I'll be like, well, I'm trying to figure out how you got a haircut with my church money. That's hilarious. <laughs> But no, like, you know what I'm saying? So, I I mean, I don't feel like we have it in a sense of like Mm -hmm. your money pays these bills, my money pays the, and I'm grateful because we've always been in a imbalanced situation financially Mm -hmm. where like when we first moved to Atlanta, you were making all the money Mm -hmm. and I was just trying to figure my life out. Right. And, you know, then we started building the business and technically based off of my part in the business, I was making the money. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and your money became extra money or the live off money. My money was the bill, you know, let's build the foundation money. Right. Allegedly. Right. But then it just became one pot because now we building a business together. And so all the money that we had been making was just one income. And I think that was really, really good for us because we never had to look at money in two different ways. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I think that's just, it, it creates immediate divide when you see, um, your money is mine and, your money is yours instead of bringing it together as one and then dispersing it to both parties. You know what I'm saying? Because you, you became one when you, when you got married. Mm-hmm. So, um, there's no separation there. Yeah. So I, I just feel like you immediately create a divide in, in your relationship. And then you start like, you start having resentment. Like she, or say one person is, uh, has a different money mindset than the other person. So now you out of money. Now you're asking this person for money. And they like, where's you know what I'm saying? It just starts all these different fights. Yeah. Um, that doesn't necessarily need to be there. Yeah. And I think, and, and that's not to say that we don't have our own money because we've always had our yeah. own money. It just all comes from the same place. It's like the melting pot. And then that melting pot distributes to these different places. Obviously we have accounts for taxes. We have accounts mm-hmm. for business. We have accounts for yawn. Golly. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's late. <laughs> Yawn. Um, but we have all these different accounts anyway. You know yeah. what I mean? So we have accounts for investing. We have accounts for, like I said, business. We have accounts for savings. And then we have our personal financial accounts. Like, But it all comes from the original pot of money. And I think you can still achieve that thing. If you want a your money, my money type situation, I mm-hmm. think it can still be achieved. I just think when you bring it together, it eliminates the who has to do what. Like, That's why we put together a bill account. It's mm-hmm. like, this is the money for the bills. Not your bill my bills this is the money for bills and this is what this is our money that we spend on the ourselves this is our individual money that you mm-hmm. can spend do what i can't ask you about that money you can't ask me about this money i think that creates you know a sense of harmony 
um, just because it's not about like, well, how you do that? You know what right. I mean? Like if you see me Teamwork doing and in individualism at the same time. Yeah. yeah. And um, so I, I'm definitely grateful because I don't know if it would be that if we didn't have that imbalance, you know, we don't know if we would have both came to the table with a different circumstance that that's our mind, you know, that would have been a mindset. Obviously it could have been, but yeah. you don't know. Yeah. I feel that. I mean, I mean, what do you feel like financially you learn? Um, I mean, just that, like, I think I think there are seasons though, like going through different financial seasons is also lessons learned too. Mm-hmm. You know, in marriage, like everything isn't always up, and it's not always up for either or party. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So being being able to be um, a stable person for your person, or maybe your t- like we we did a a podcast on is it your turn? Mm-hmm. Like that that is a financial lesson in itself. Like okay. Is it my turn? Is it my turn to um turn it up and make more money? Or is it my turn to be in the background? You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. all these different things you go through um when you've been with somebody for so long. Because it's one thing to think, and people can come with this expectation to marriage is that you're always going to be in a season where you're where you're stable. This person's always gonna be making what they're making. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But what if they lose their job? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? What if they get laid off? What what do you do then? And all these different things that you can go through, uh, within within your um within your marriage that you got to be ready for, you know what I'm saying? And That's true. And it's important to have the right partner that can offer grace and, and understanding and weather the storm with you, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and not resent you or or be spiteful and all these different things that you see can go on, because you know that's the number one divider within the relationship anyway. No, for sure. I think I think also. Um, from both doing the podcast, but understanding you or trying my best because men say yeah. that we cannot so. understand them. There is no way that we could actually understand anything that mm-hmm. they deal with. But in my desire to understand, um, really focusing on, okay, what pressures do financial, do, do the finances bring a man, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to even be your piece in the situation that you weren't dealing with. Like when I got laid off, you know, where it's like, mm-hmm. okay, well, what new pressure does that put on him yeah. based off of a situation that happened to me and being able to say, you like, why aren't you worried? I ain't mm. worried. I ain't worried. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I know you're going to worry. Mm-hmm. So I can't be worried, too. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna worry. It's like it's not even like that. It's not even that. It's more so like. Because I think naturally anybody will, will worry. You lose your job. You're not just going to be numb. You know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, there there is um, some scarcity there, but it's more so. Men think about it in a holistic standpoint, in a whole in its entirety. We built a life. A certain way mm-hmm. so we think about we got to sustain the life that we've already built you know what i'm saying and i can't i can't put us in a house one day and have us in an apartment the next now if we have to we have to but you know what i'm saying like that's not an ideal situation for me you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so so that pressure comes there when it's like okay we got i want to sustain the life that we've built yeah and by any means necessary mm-hmm. and sometimes that can also be um, a downfall, though, because they do mean it by any any means necessary. Malcolm means here. it by any means. No, no, no. no I don't. I, I do, but not in in the sense of it'll jeopardize my well being, your well being, or my family's well being. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Like some men can get themselves in, ended up in jail because mm-hmm. they they're doing certain things for money, 
that they shouldn't be doing right. in order to keep a certain lifestyle. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? So it's keeping a certain level-headedness about what you're trying to do. Yes, but and, I'm saying that's, that's like, but that's a part of, I, I feel like that's a part of my five-year marital uh, evaluation is like being yeah. more mindful and more inquisitive to the mental standpoint from all things a man, that a man is going through and thinking through, through every season of everything, if that yeah. makes sense. Like, yeah, what does that, we talked about tires today. Mm-hmm. Like because I know that the cars mean more to y'all than they do to us. I'm like, all right, cool. You said he said, yeah, I was on my way to pick you up, and uh, this tire just flew and hit uh, what'd you say? Hit the windshield. It was like a piece of a tire from something. I don't know where the hell it came from. Hit the windshield. I'm like, yo, what the hell? But now it made me say, well, how are our tires? <laughs> um, <laughs> how long will they last? You know what I'm saying? Why? Because I know that's something that you've talked about. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's like also showing concern for the things that concern you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like that develops the partnership because it's not all on you. You know what I mean? But it's it's also being inquisitive, like I said, to the things that go on through your mind. Like I am trying, I ain't trying to be your man's, but I am trying to understand mine. You know what I mean? I am yeah. trying to get into the mind of a man in order to understand how can I extend grace? How can I become more of your peace? How can I give you that breath of fresh air through the things that you are dealing with? You know what I mean? I can't do that if I don't know anything. Yeah. I can't do that if I don't attempt to understand, you know what I mean? Um, Because it allows me to respond to things differently based off of that. But I wanted to ask you, um, I have another question, but before I ask that, based off of your upbringing, right? Mm -hmm. Like, how do you feel like what you saw in marriage affected what you bring to marriage? Um. I don't know. That's a tough question, yo. Uh, what I saw in marriage affecting what I what I brought to marriage. Um, so one thing I did see um, from both sides is my my dad. He he did whatever he had to do to sustain whatever lifestyle my mom wanted. Mm-hmm. Um. And not not illegally, obviously, but he did anything <laughs> legally within legal bound, right, to sustain um, that lifestyle and our lifestyle. Um, one thing my mom didn't want us to do was was to grow up um, in the, in the city of Baltimore. Mm-hmm. She didn't want us to do that, um, so he he gave us a better shot by not doing so, by not um, having us there. Um, I, for her, I've seen her, I've seen her work every day. You know, what I'm saying contribute. In the same capacity, um, as far as lo- I, I'm not sure what I saw as far as love. Mm. I think they showed their love through what they did for each other, but not like through physical touch or or intimacy. I didn't see really any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if I had to say what effect that would have on me in in marriage, it would probably be that like I I. I struggle with the intimacy part. You know what I'm saying? I struggle with the the uh, intentionality of mm-hmm. that. Like sometimes I can be aware, self-aware of it, but the the intentionality of like, yo, have I held my wife's hand? Have I? You know what I'm saying? Like stuff like that. Like because I didn't see it much growing up, mm-hmm. I feel like that subconsciously has has brought me into my marriage like that. 
and we dealt with that even in our early like dating phases like mm-hmm. <laughs> PDA was not like a thing for me Malcolm was not rocking at all and it, and it wasn't that I wasn't you know what I'm saying it just I naturally just didn't do it you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying I didn't like I ain't want to say okay, no I don't want to do that I I'm a real <laughs> one you know what I'm saying I, ain't, like, I wouldn't like that I just naturally didn't do it mm-hmm. and I think just because that's not what I saw mm-hmm. so if I had to say it, it would be that the only thing um for my family and then also the other side though you know the intimacy side yeah i would say my parents were really really like they were they was homies like they're great friends mm. i i i saw my parents friendship but i didn't see them resolve conflict like okay talk about that and when i say resolve it's like well i did see them resolve it but it's as if it never happened, if that makes sense. Like, I don't know my parents to ever have fought. I feel like now as an adult, like, I, I see their differences so much. I'd be like, how really compatible are y'all? This is really That's weird. funny. <laughs> like, y'all, <laughs> we were having the comp. Me and my mom, be, I was talking to my dad one day. And my mom was out of town. Mm-hmm. And he's having, him and my sister are having this whole conversation with me about these plans he has. So I called my mom and I was like, oh, I didn't know that you was blah, blah, blah. And she like, what? And so then she called me back like, yeah, so I handled that uh that whole situation you was t- <laughs> And I'm like, oh, my bad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was like, so how did that go? Like, what what happened? And then she was just like, we had this misunderstanding. It was a little, mis- you know, so now it's like there's more detail in regards to how the conflict was resolved. Gotcha. But I'm 30. You know what I'm saying at this point? Like, but growing up, I never saw them fight. Like, I never, not that I'm trying to see my dad knock my mom's head off and nothing yell or whatever. Jesus, Bishop. You know, that's not what I was looking for, but it's like, you know, sometimes it feels as if I cannot say anything because I've never seen it said. I've never seen a difficult conversation be resolved. I've never seen there be a heated fellowship or whatever you want to call it, or a misunderstanding or, Mm -hmm. you know, we just don't agree in this moment and then see you come back as one. You know what I'm saying? Because it makes it feel like sometimes that you have to be silent and not because I saw them silence, but I never saw them not that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if I'm only seeing you as a friend, if I'm only seeing you, y'all being all lovey-dovey and, and besties and we doing this, we going to dinner, we at we in Jamaica, we on a cruise. Like, if that's all I'm seeing, then I expect, like, if I have a difficulty in my own relationship, in my own marriage, mm-hmm. it almost makes you feel like, what have I done wrong? I got you. You know what I mean? Um, but it's great to see you be friends, like, cause obviously it has that made you, um, ha- like shy away from tough conversations. No, you know, I love a good tough combo. And, well, <laughs> probably now, but I'm talking about like when we first got married or just into the relationship, was that a thing? I, th- I feel like, um, there was a lot of things I probably was hiding. Oh, okay. Um, there was a lot of things that I was hiding from you. Um, hiding because I'm really trying to hide them from myself and act like they don't exist. Mm-hmm. Like, case I'm, and it does, and I don't even mean that. Like, it didn't have to be anything crazy. Mm-hmm. It it could be as simple as you were making more money than me, and I don't want to ask you for money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because what would I like? Huh? So now I'm hiding the issue that's had or like, you know what I mean? I need, I might need some gas in my car. Mm-hmm. I might not have ate today or whatever type situation because I don't want to be seen as if 
like what if he say no or what if he you know now i'm battling with all these assumptions of what could occur from this moment um yeah so i think it it caused me to hide a lot because it wasn't it wasn't like we were having open dialogue in my house of how do you feel Brittany, or what do you think about that you know what i'm saying it's not that wasn't the vibes Mm -hmm. so it's not like you're used to having open conversation around things that you don't like or things that may be difficult or things that you don't appreciate today whatever you know what i'm saying so it's hard to come to your husband be like yo i just you just not i'm not rocking with you right now like Mm -hmm. or this is not this is bothering me or how what do you expect me to do you know and i think that caused a lot of rift even when we first started living together just because we weren't having difficult conversations like Uh you have these little petty arguments when you're in college and stuff like that on the phone you didn't call me today or i didn't talk to you all day you didn't text me or you where you been on you know it'll be dumb stuff but not real life stuff so now I'm used to petty arguments. Yeah, yeah I get I'm that. used to please stop squeezing the the toothpaste. <laughs> please stop letting the toothpaste get crusty because you will not put the top back on. Right. Like these are petty arguments yeah. where it's like I'm about to just get my own toothpaste. Yeah, I feel that. You know, so I never. I think that's that was the difficulty. It caused me to hide a lot because I was never able to be. And I can't say able because who knows if I was able or not. It just wasn't invited Mm -hmm. for me to not be like, you know, for like when our son is having a a tantrum, it's like, hey, sit here with me. What's going on? Yeah, what's wrong? Are you okay? Right. Talk to me. Do you just want to hug? You want me to sit with you? Okay, perfect. Let's do that. Inviting an opportunity, even if it was nothing, but inviting the opportunity for you to be able to say, that I want to, I want some love. Yeah. I want a hug. Oh, I think we need to get to the comment section. I don't think so. I had another question. That's it. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> this nigga's trying to cut me off. <laughs> Shut me up. No. I'm... No, no, no. I have some questions like specifically to like this last year though. Okay. Wow. Um, Cause we just kind of talked about obviously reflecting over five years and reflecting, but Man. specifically, um, what was your favorite memory of our last year together? Of our, of our last year, mm-hmm. it was rough. <laughs> so, what was your favorite memory? Oh man, uh, favorite memory. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, bro. Um, favorite memory of us in the la- within the last year. Jesus Christ. I mean, I would say. No, I would I would say seeing you at the Grammys. Only thing is, I wasn't there to like support you in physical form. Yeah, you supported me plenty. But I yeah, I definitely get so I I think that was like the most memorable um thing that happened within this year. Um, just to see that that dream come to a reality, something that you had been talking about. Yeah. That's, that was wild to actually come into a reality like that that was like manifestation at its finest you know what i'm saying no that's facts so it, it it was a highlight for me at least i think my favorite memory of us this year or uh, that we've experienced was this is actually hard it's hard i like, didn't pre-think them what made you th- ask that question though like what 
because I'm curious, like, all right, like I said, we talked about the conglomerate, but if we had to reflect on this last year, like going from this, this has been a hard year of life. So it has definitely been hard. I would say my favorite memory. So maybe just getting through it. That was, I think that is, I was about to say my favorite memory might be like, like the toughing through because I, I don't think there was a way that I could do this year unmarried. Mm, I get that. Like marriage was a huge part of surviving <laughs> this year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Beauty of marriage. It is a beautiful thing. Like the partnership aspect, the partnership aspect of the whole thing is just, it's everything. Oh, that's crazy. What's wrong? Oh, I thought I deleted them all. All right. So with that being said, how do you think we've grown as a couple in the last year? Um, I think we've grown individually, which is why we've grown as a couple. Mm-hmm. I think we are more intentional about our relationship mm-hmm. and wanting to be better. Um, I think we're 10 times more self-aware. My of, God. You know what I'm saying? Um, just of our wants, desires, um, what makes us tick. What, what don't what motivates us what doesn't you know what i'm saying i think mm-hmm. we're just more self-aware as individuals i think we took this year to work on our individualism because we got together so young it's very hard to become your own person in a sense mm-hmm. um especially when, when you've been together for 10 years or since 20 how do you not wrap your identity within somebody else if you've been with them that long? Yeah, people don't even know who you are imp- separately. Yeah, you know, within your most impressionable years, how do you form your own identity as a person? Right. And I think we we made it, um, we made it a, a I don't know what the word is, but <laughs> I feel like plight is the word, but I don't know what that means all the way. No, nah, I, I don't know. That's definitely no. I just think we've made it a um, a goal to priority. Priority. We made a priority mm-hmm. to figure out who we are as people, mm-hmm. and then who we can be together for each other. Who we can be as parents. You know what I'm saying? Like all these different things. Um, so that's what I would think. I definitely think it bred a new version of us being becoming individualized um, because there were so many hardships that I feel like we experienced this year individually. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the individual things that we experienced, like <laughs> they made our marriage stronger because it's like, who can I run to? <laughs> and who's going to see me? Like, who can I cry? You know, there was a period of time I remember this year where it was like, I wouldn't even answer my phone. Like, I didn't want people to talk to me. I didn't want to be talk. I didn't want to talk. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because I just didn't feel like myself. And you would come in the room and be like, are you you good? Like, what's up? And I would burst into tears every time. Like, I'm about to cry now. But I'm Dang. pregnant this time. And I'm going to blame pregnancy for everything always. Right. Um, you know what I'm saying? But it was like, you were the only person that I always felt like I could unload everything that was mentally challenging to me Mm -hmm. or emotionally challenging or where I saw myself or who I wanted to be or who I felt like I wasn't and all that kind of stuff like that and being able to have that person that can see that and still be like you're okay right and all of this is actually okay 
that was comforting. Um, and I think being able to go through individual challenges this year and, um, like, how do you feel like we weathered those individual, like, how do you feel like our marriage helped us weather those individual storms? I think our maturity, um, in marriage has allowed us to weather the storms. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've, we've given each other grace as one for one. We've given ourselves grace. For sure. Which is hard because we're both like goal-oriented people. Go-getters. You know what I'm saying? So we get, we had to give ourselves grace for this year. Um, and I think that's, that's kind of helped us, you know, weather some of the storms. And I just think we, you know, one, we're smart, we're resilient, we very innovative. So, you know, we can wiggle out anything. That is true. I feel like as long as you're with me, I can literally do anything in any season, in any capacity, in any given, with any given circumstance. As long as it's with you or you're there or you are who I can lean on in that moment, there's nothing that can, I, I don't have the capacity to withstand or to do. My last question. Well, almost last. Interview. <laughs> I'm Definitely saying interview. you. Interview. <laughs> I just didn't give you the questions so that you could. I mean, you also would be probably asking the back if you had them to. Maybe I don't know. But what do you feel like is something that we started? I want to see if your answer is the same as mine. That's really why. What is there something? What is something that we started this last year of our marriage that you feel like had the greatest impact on this year? Ooh. Yawn. Man, I'm so sorry. It's <laughs> definitely late. <laughs> it's really not that late. Hey. It's literally not even too long. Listen, at 30, 31, it's, past nine is late. It is not even 10 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> this guest yawned like yeah. five times. Oh, man. My eyes are watering. Wait, what was the question again? I knew you forgot. <laughs> I said, what is something that you, you feel yo, like? Yo, these are, t- like, I don't think anybody, like, media trained can answer these fucking questions. Like, well, that's God the point. Leave. You're not supposed to be media trained. No, that, I no I'm your, saying, like, because even I people that's media trained can't answer. answer I don't want to give you. It's not a, deep questions. This, <laughs> so the problem is that it's 9 o'clock, and these are deep. We talked about this in the last episode. <laughs> I'm saying, though, so the question was, um, what do you feel like we implemented? Like, what do you think that we started this year of our marriage that had its greatest impact on it? Um, that we started. I'm I'm trying to really remove. I I mean, I would say more so check-ins. Okay. Like, cause we had a lot of mental health stuff going th- throughout this year. So, <laughs> I was pregnant though. Yeah, but we needed the mental check. We needed the check-ins. Two baby to unload like and and really talk through things. I think that got us through a lot of things this year. Mm-hmm. And gave us a lot of understanding about each other or what each other's journey is. Um, you know what I'm saying? Especially me and loading a lot of stuff on you of how I've been feeling and wh- what I'm thinking. My God. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's been a lot. I appreciate it though. I don't know if we implemented that, but we we did that more this year than we ever have. I do. Agree. That's not what I thought you would say, though. What What did you think I was saying? Well, <laughs> I'm curious. Not what what I did we actually, like... Church. That's true. Never now, have we ever... Now here's the thing. You're right. ...attended church to attend church. Here's the thing. You're right. 
implementing going to church regularly as a family as a family has definitely changed a lot of things in our marriage for sure because we have been to church a long time we just never went because we wanted to right and I we didn't have a church home until now this year yeah I mean but even having a church home and just the intricacies of developing the relationship our relationship with Christ um rekindling developing but also like our relationship together you know being able to go through services or sermons and studying and all that kind of stuff like that and being able to now discuss that as a collective of how it it reflects on us and how we now see these things and how it's impacted our growth as people our growth and merit I think that is the biggest thing that has changed our that has uh elevated our marriage yeah I, I could agree. Yeah, scratch what I said the last time. No, no, I agree with no, check-ins, though. Yeah, <laughs> I feel that, but fuck that. Jesus Christ, right? From church, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus knows I'm a gangster, though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> now Jesus knows I'm a gangster. That's good. <laughs> Forgive him, Lord. He knows what You can edit that out. That's cool. No, I'm not. Please um, do. <laughs> no, let them see you for your whole glory, sir. <laughs> That's crazy. Um... No, no, no. I I still agree with check-ins, though. Like, I think that is true. Like, I think we've checked in this year more than we ever have. We've been more aware of where both of us were throughout it all. Mm-hmm. Because it may, that's why the sermons hit so hard. <laughs> the, <laughs> sermon, the sermons hit so hard because we're pretty right. sure that our pastor has our house tapped. Um, because it's like, it'll be one of them check-in nights. And then we mm-hmm. go to church on Sunday. And that's li- like, literally, di- it'll say one specific word that was said on this right. in this conversation. But yeah. You got and- anything else? Um, Miss interviewee? <laughs> <laughs> Interviewer. I am so sorry that I want to hear about your thoughts. Because my God. My bad. She came here to interview tonight. Bro, what are you talking about? Y'all. <laughs> I'm just trying to give a full episode. That's what you all. Mean? Just trying to give a full episode. All right, that's it. What did you learn about me in this last year? Oh, my God. These are so deep. Oh, so, I, y'all see how you treat me? <sighs> what did I learn about you? He huffing and puffing. All kinds of stuff. You're just giving me no energy tonight. What, I, what did I learn about? Tired energy. What did I learn about Brittany this year? Mm-hmm. Um, I learned that you wasn't you wasn't going to be fully happy until you had something to strive for I learned yeah I learned that like what what makes you you mm-hmm. is having something that you can push for that is not based upon like obviously family life but like something that is goal oriented that allows you to to um have a clear path to to reach whatever goals that you have set out for your your life individually you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. i think uh once you found that you, you know what i'm saying you became a lot more joyful <laughs> i became alive again not a lot not a lot of getting shameless blood crying <laughs> <laughs> i definitely was <laughs> Alive. You are very Good petty, Peter. Uh-huh. Oh my God! <laughs> you are petty, Peter. I'm not being. I'm just saying that was like a good segue. But for what? If 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 that person, you know, if somebody, Move if we on. were selling that, Move you know what I'm on. Um. Yeah. No, I just think like you you needed you needed something that you could strive for that that was outside of us. 
Mm. I definitely agree with that. A thousand percent. See, I know. My top spiritual gift is discernment, y'all. We're gonna we're gonna talk about that probably. He's so pleased that that was his top spiritual gift. Spot on. I think what I learned about you the most <laughs> this year is that you you carry a lot, and with all that you carry, you still show up in a very you show up mm-hmm. you're the most consistent person i think in most people's lives that you're in hmm. but despite whatever you are always carrying you are always willing to show up in the full capacity that you need to for people and i think that's an incredible trait because a lot of people deal with the inconsistencies in their lives um and i think your ability to show up is is a huge huge it's huge and I realized how much you show up when I started to ask more questions about what you were thinking and what you were experiencing and all that basically was on your plate and on your shoulders mm-hmm. and still realizing that through all of that, you were still being present and, and making sure that you showed up for the people that you love and that you care for. And I don't take it for granted at all. I don't. I appreciate, I appreciate- <laughs> Why did you try to say what I was going to say? How was I saying what you were going to say? I do. (laughs) See, this is why we can't have a serious moment or a deep moment. He's about to make me cry. What? Okay. That is, that is a wrap for today. Oh, you don't want to, you don't want to do that? done with this interview. What would they do when when you walk out of the interview? You about to to offset me? What did I do to you? You don't want me to appreciate you? No, I do. I appreciate that. I would do. I appreciate you. You know, it's not easy being you. So for all that yeah. you do for our family yeah. and who you are, I, I see you, black man. Crying. I see you, black man. And <laughs> I appreciate you. I, I love you. I love you too, I'm babe. glad you're mine. I, I you. say that. In five years, ten years, I will say, I'm glad you're mine. He was a good pickup. Y'all missed out. Crying. Thank you. Appreciate it. This has been another episode of the Solar Stuff. Malcolm is ready to go to bed, y'all. It's literally it's still not ten o'clock. <laughs> he's he's tired. I'm not ready to go to bed, but I'm winding down. Yeah, this is his weary look. If you didn't know, which is crazy because we've always shot at night. I know. I've always hated it. I've I really <laughs> enjoy like I really enjoy the midday ones. Okay, got it. So we're gonna make sure. I've been trying to take a nap, so Mark wants to shoot during nap time. And I don't take naps. I'm so this is why at nighttime, I'm I'm weary. Slipping away. Oh <laughs> <laughs> good now. This has been another episode of the Southern Talk About It podcast. I am your co-host Brittany, and I'm Malcolm. And you can follow me at Brittany Danell. You can follow me at Malcolm underscore two underscores gifts. And don't forget to follow the show at So Let's Talk About It Pod on all platforms. Uh, make sure if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you follow the show, you subscribe, um, you rate and you review. If you're listening on Spotify, we want to hear what you thought about about this episode. What are your thoughts? How long have you been married? And uh, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you give us a thumbs up. Let YouTube know that you love what we got going on. And we want to hear from you. Or how long have you been married? Are you thinking about getting married? What did you learn about our marriage journey? Um, And all the things, right? And we'll see you guys on the next episode. Peace.